Now, I'm not much of a hunter. There are hunters in this church, and they're more qualified probably to speak about this. But there's a couple of things that I've gathered about hunting that I'd like to just intersperse into what I'm going to preach to you today. Whether you're the hunted or the hunter, if you're successful either way, either from prevented, preventing being killed or being prevented from being discovered that you're trying to kill. You got to hide the flesh. The hunter does all that he can to disguise any human scent. Wears camouflage so that whatever he's hunting won't see him or her. And the hunted does everything that it can to stay out of sight of the hunter. Are you with me? I want somebody to get this this morning because I feel like the Lord is speaking in this hour to the church. You want to know why? Our lives have been disrupted, turned upside down, every way, sideways and loose. You want to know why? Not for us to settle back into some kind of normal routine. But the Lord is saying it's time for you to rise up and be who God wants you to be. Quit looking over your shoulder at the enemy and recognize you are a child of the living God and God has called you to be something more than the rest of this world is. In, uh, during World War II, when Germany overran France, there was a group of men and women who fought behind enemy line. You may not understand this right now, but hell is turning up the heat. And we're in a fight for our spiritual life. And it's time, listen, the Bible said He's the God of this world. Make no mistake, this is His territory. But God's looking for somebody behind the enemy line. Just a minute. I'll give it to you. There was a group of men and women behind the enemy line setting underground information links, disrupting the German efforts as they were able. And they were known as the French Resistance. There is a tremendous need for every believer to become part of a new resistance movement. The Bible says we are to resist the devil. However, far too many Christians 
most likely inadvertently are assisting the devil. Now, I'm not a big believer in chasing after the devil. He does a pretty good job finding us. And, and if he's not, if he's not chasing you, you might be in a little trouble. So I, I'm not a big devil chaser. I'd rather spend my time pursuing after the things of God. That's where I live and more have my being is in the presence of God. But the scripture's clear. Satan and his forces are hell-bent on destroying my life and yours and taking what God has designed for us to have. You have to resist his efforts to do so. Everybody there? Wave your hand or something. I'm calling for a new resistance. Not one that'll change the political agenda. Not one that'll change some other kind of agenda. But I'm calling for a new resistance that will change the landscape of this world. I'm calling for those that have been baptized in his name, filled with his spirit, to rise up and say no more. You're not going to push me back one step, one idea. Come on, somebody. I've made up my mind. My feet are planted on the solid rock of truth. And I refuse. I resist every ploy of the enemy. I won't listen. I won't look. Come on. I won't act. I'm going to be part of a new Apostolic resistance. You be seated. I want to bring your attention today. Four areas that will enable you to be part of the resistance movement against the devil. If you want to be a part of that, lift your hand right now. Oh, good. We got a pretty good start. Listen to me right now. The first thing that we got to do to be part of hiding the flesh and resisting the devil is to understand that we can give him no opportunity. I want you to tell somebody close to you, look at them right now, I want you to repeat this after me. Be on your guard and stay awake.
The Bible said your enemy. He's not your friend. He's not your buddy. He's not your pal. Just because he lets you have your way. The only person that stays friends with somebody or buddies with somebody because they let them have their way is a spoiled brat. You're not going to help me preach right now. Just because the devil is letting you have your way doesn't mean that he's your buddy, he's your friend. The Bible said he's your enemy. Watch this. You, you can sit down. Watch this. Another version of, of, of 1 Peter 5 and 8 that I began with today said, Be on your guard. Stay awake. Your enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion sneaking around. Watch now. To find someone to attack. Come on, somebody. You know, you know how to keep the devil from attacking you. Hide your flesh. Let me say it again. You know how to keep the devil away from you. Hide your flesh. Because he doesn't want anything to do with the Holy Ghost uh, that lives inside of you. Uh, and if the Spirit of God uh, is in control of your life, uh, hell can have uh, no access to you. No, no. No opportunity. If you resist the devil, you give him no opportunity. Well, Bishop, you know, I, there's a few little things that I don't think will hurt anything. Get ready, baby. You have to open up the lion cage. Hear me right now. I'm telling you, the Bible said resist the devil. He doesn't say just give in to him every now and then. Watch this. I, I know that many of you have seen documentaries on lions. They, they don't just walk out into a herd of animals and say I'd like to eat one of you. You know what they do? They get out their ways where their prey can't really see them, don't really know where they're at, and they make their way around, Brother Joe. They kind of ease around and sneak around, and every time they move just a little bit, they move just a little bit closer. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to tell you the devil's sneaking around in your life right now. And if you don't hide your flesh, he's coming in. Hear me? You call it prophecy. You call it whatever you want. But I'm telling you the word of God is right. And the lion seeking out an infant, a new baby or a weak one 
or a casual, careless animal. One that kind of separates itself from the herd a little bit. I want to stay close enough to the herd just so I know they're there, but I want to get far enough out here that I could kind of do my own thing. You're not going to help me, are you? That I could kind of do my own thing too. Hear me right now. The devil's waiting for you to step just a little bit away from the rest of the herd to expose your flesh. And when you expose your flesh to him, he's coming in for the kill. He's not coming in just to give you a good chase. He's not coming in just to give you a good scare. The Bible said he's coming in to destroy you. You better hide your flesh. Scripture tells us, be on your guard. Stay awake. What part of life do we need to be alert and on guard? The question is this. What do lions like to eat? I said, what do lions like to eat? They like flesh. Come on, somebody. That's what happens when you get all out of kelter and get misaligned with the Word and misaligned with the Spirit. Your flesh starts popping up. You better know something right now. That as soon as the lion gets a sniff, I said as soon as the lion gets a scent, that your flesh is slipping out from under the cover of the blood and the protection of the Spirit. He's coming in for the kill. I'm trying to help somebody keep from being prey to the devil. If you hide your flesh in the Spirit, he has no opportunity. Watch this. Here it is. Ready? Romans chapter 8, verse 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You know what happens when you don't please God? The ground swallows you up, Brother Stephen. The lion's coming. But ye, everybody say me. me. Ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And verse 10, and if Christ be in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you 
He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Now here it is. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors. Watch now. Look at it. Not to the flesh. Listen to me. I love every one of you, but your flesh stinks. You don't owe your flesh anything. Not to the flesh. To live after the flesh. You see, the truth is, we all from time to time think we can live on our own strength. Our own might. And not by the Holy Ghost. Every time we do that, we give the devil a sniff of flesh and offer him an opportunity to attack. Oh, Bishop, I don't understand why God would let this happen to me. I do. I do. Because you started letting the flesh override the spirit you started doing things that you knew weren't pleasing to God and started doing the things that were pleasing to come on you got to help me right here and at that moment that you let your guard down and expose your flesh it gives the enemy the devil the lion the opportunity to move in for the kill. I rise on this Sunday morning to tell somebody, I plead the blood of Jesus over your life. I plead the blood of Jesus over your family. I plead the blood of Jesus over your marriage. I plead the blood of Jesus over your relationship with God. I Come on, because hell cannot cross the bloodline. Let me move on. Every time we give the devil opportunity. Listen. If you're living in the spirit. I said if you're living in the spirit. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Immoral ways. Filthy thoughts, lustful pleasure, wrongly directed worship, witchcraft, hate others, hard to get along with, jealous, angry, selfish, argue and cause trouble, envious, get drunk. It's all the things Paul said would happen when you expose your flesh. Wild parties. Listen, I want to send out a warning to this body of Christ this morning. We need to stay alert and on guard when we find ourselves enjoying and participating in fleshly desires. 
Well, what do I do, Bishop? Glad you asked. Paul went on to say in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit won't let it get by with it. Said not only does the flesh lust against the spirit, but the spirit fights against the flesh. It's called conviction. And these are contrary. The one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not, watch this, walk not, read it, as Watch, 17. Help! For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Next. But if you be led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Watch. Now, the, now, I'm not going to read those. Let that go. Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says that we have come to the place that we are not to walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. It's Ephesians 4 and 17. That's my bad title, not yours. Ephesians 4 and 17, look at it. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. You're not supposed to be like the rest of the world. Oh, but I don't want to stand out like that, Bishop. I don't want to be an oddball out. I don't want to look weird in the world. You don't think the world looks weird? Come on now, I'm not trying to be mean. You, you, you think the world looks normal? Paul said, you're not supposed to walk like other Gentiles walk. You've been called out. Watch, 18, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Watch what he says. 
when you expose the flesh, watch now, when you expose the flesh, you no longer, we must no longer live as the ungodly having lost all sensitivity. They've given themselves over to sensuality with a continual lust for more. I'm going to give you two definitions. You ready? Sensuality is living for pleasure and the gratification of the four senses. Sensitivity is living with alertness to right and wrong and the desire to please God by doing what is right. Paul said, when you expose the flesh, you become sensual. All you're interested in is gratification of self. Society, today's motto is this. It doesn't matter if it's right as long as it feels good. And when the flesh becomes greater than the influence of the Spirit, sensuality is overruled by sensitivity. That's why when you start getting cold in God, the things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. Come on, somebody. I said, when you start getting cold in God and you start exposing more of the flesh than allowing the Spirit to lead you, you find yourself overriding conviction, overriding God dealing with your heart, overriding God trying to draw you. Come on, I'm trying to tell somebody, you've got to hide that flesh. You've got to get it under control to the Spirit of the living God. I, I, I got to watch this. No, no opportunity, no advantage. Number two, no advantage. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. Watch what it said. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. The second area, the second calling, the second cry of the resistance is no advantage. Advantage, definition, to gain more, to obtain a greater share, to gain a share in a company on the stock exchange and make a hostile takeover. You want to know? Watch this. We give the devil an advantage in our life when we're ignorant of his devices. Come here, Brother Todd. Watch this. Stay right there. This is my ground. This is my territory. But when I expose my flesh, 
and I open the door and I give the devil advantage. You know what he does? He doesn't do it all at once. Take a step toward me. Just take one step. Take another step. You know what I've done? I've just given up the ground that belonged to me. I've just given up the ground that God has given me in the spirit. The authority that God, thank you, Brother Todd, has given me in the spirit. I'm trying to tell somebody, when you refuse to bury the flesh under the subjection of the spirit of God, every time you do it, you're just giving up a little bit more territory to the devil in your life. You're, come on. We're not ignorant of his devices. Somebody needs to rise up this morning and tell the devil, you're not, you can't have my ground. You can't have my territory. In fact, uh, I'm going to take more of yours because I'm going to be part of the resistance. Uh, I'm going to push back. Uh, I'm going to push through. Uh, Watch. Let me, let me help you a minute. There are two interesting words here in this passage. Ignorant. We don't like that word. That's an insult. Ignorant. Watch. D- definition. Lack of thinking, understanding, and perception. When we are ignorant, watch this. Devices. A well thought out, purposeful plan. The devil, just like God, has a plan for your life. And if your flesh has its way, hell will have its way. I'm trying to tell somebody here today. Your flesh is your enemy. The devil has a well thought out plan. You want me to tell you what it is? The Bible said he's like a thief. And the thief, come, boy, I like these white robes. The thief cometh to kill, to steal, and destroy. Does that sound like the kind of friend that you want? One that's only interested in tearing your life apart, destroying everything about you and who you are? That's exactly what the devil wants to do if somehow he can make you ignorant of his well-thought-out plan and get you to expose your flesh. He will get an advantage in your life. But I say today, somebody ought to rise up on this Sunday morning and say, oh no, I resist. I refuse. I will not let you have your way in my family. You can't have my marriage. You can't have my life. Come on, praise him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, resistance. 
Somebody rise up and say, I refuse to be like other Gentiles. You can be seated. Now hurry on. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Watch this. You heard it many times. Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let me give it to you another way. Ready? Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. When you stop using your renewed thinking and just copy the thinking concepts of the world, they give the devil an advantage. Let me, let me just, and I'll finish these last two real quick, but let me, let me just help you understand something. Do you know this world is going away? It's going away. He's coming back. He said, I, I'm not going to destroy it with a flood, but I'm going to rain fire and brimstone down from heaven. Listen, I don't want anything attaching me to this world. This world's on its way out, but I've got good news. I'm on my way out. I'm pushing back this morning. I'm not going to fall in to the pattern of this world. I'm not going to fall into the pattern of this world. This world's headed for hell, and I ain't going. Man, oh man. I believe the world has taken some of God's methods and distorted them. That we need to reclaim them and use them for their original purpose and intent. I think somebody's got to get a little resistance. Anybody feel like you've lost some things in the last little while that you need to get back? Come on. I think we need to get a little resistance, Brother Kevin, to push through those that have tried to take away from who we are and what we are. Somebody needs to go back and get your praise. Somebody needs to go back and get your prayer life. Somebody needs to go back and get your worship. Come on. Somebody needs to go back and get your witness. Wait a minute, devil. I'm coming back to reclaim some of the things that you thought you could use for your purpose. I'm reclaiming them for the purpose of the kingdom. You can sit, watch, 
Number three, no permission. Watch. Jesus was still some distance away, and a man saw him, and he ran to meet Jesus, and he fell down before him, and he gave a terrible shrieking scream. You know what I wish you'd do? I wish you'd resist and then listen real close as the devil squeals away. With a shrieking voice, he begins to say, Why are you bothering me? That's a problem with the church. We don't bother the devil anymore. Let me say it again. We don't bother the devil anymore. But the Word of God still says, Since the days of John the Baptist... The kingdom of heaven suffered violence, but the violent take it, take it, take it, resist, take, resist, take, resist, take it by force. What are you bothering me for? For God's sake, don't torture me. Jesus already said to the spirit, come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked, what's your name? The spirit replied, legion, because there are many of us here inside this man. Then the spirits, watch this, I love it. I love it. When my life is such, i got to make the devil beg to leave him alone. The Bible makes us to understand the spirits begged him again and again not to send them to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs. Those spirits begged. Jesus, watch, gave them permission. So, you know what? The evil spirits came out of the man, entered the pigs. And 2,000 pigs plunged down the hillside into a lake where they were drowned. Come on, folks. Even pigs are not stupid enough to let the devil live in them. Why don't you resist? Why don't you tell the devil, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to be that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to... Come on, somebody. Don't... The devil's got to have permission to do anything to you in your life. Why don't you just say, wait a minute. In the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of the blood that covers me, you cannot, I don't give you permission. You can't have your way in my life.
and said, one more. No opportunity is to live in the spirit and not in the flesh. The key to no advantage is knowing the word better than the world. And the key to no permission is staying in obedience and submission to the authority of Christ. In the New Testament, we're told the story of a centurion. Permission, watch this. Thank you, Brother Stephen. Permission flows from submission. I'll let that sink in just a minute. Well, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do. Okay. That's cool. But understand this. Permission flows from submission. So, watch. The Bible says this. That rebellion or disobedience is as the sin of witchcraft. Amen? Am I still in the book? So we've got to have submission to get permission. Centurion said, I'm a man in submission to my superiors. And so I know that when I give permission for my men to go here or there, they go. If we live in submission to God and His delegated authority, then the devil has no permission in our life. That was really better than that. I dropped the mic again, but I need it. (laughs) Acts chapter 19. There were seven guys who decided they could cast out an evil spirit by name dropping. I command you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches to come out. And the spirit responded, I know Jesus... And I know Paul, who are you? And he attacked them. I want you to hear you, Bishop. Believers in the resistance movement are people who obey and submit to God's authority. Last one and I'm done. I'm convinced today that if we understand who we are, we'll understand we can give no opportunity 
to the enemy. We can give no advantage to the enemy. We can give no permission to the enemy. But last of all, we can give no place to the devil. Ephesians 4 and 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. The final part of resisting the devil is to give him no place. What what, what do you mean, Bishop? Definition of place is a space marked off, reserved. I I laugh at my son-in-law out in North Carolina. They call parking spaces parks. So get that park over there. That's why I'm going to tell the devil, this is my park. Come on, somebody. This is my park. This is reserved. Brother Mike, this is reserved for you and your family. Devil don't have any room or any... In the name of Jesus, you come on. Somebody needs to tell the devil. You need to walk around that space and say, oh, no. <laughs> Ain't no room in here for you. There's no space in here. Come on, somebody. There, I don't give you any place. I don't give you any room. There's no room in my life for you. There's no room in my family for you. God gave me this space. God reserved this for me. God designated this for me. You can't get in here. Just stay standing. Any Monopoly players in here? Any Monopoly players? Good, you hate Monopoly like me. Look, watch this now. When you land on someone's space, you have to pay. Especially if there are houses and hotels there. If you can't pay, then you go to jail. Do not pass go. And do not collect $200. Then you get out of jail, land on the space again, and the cycle repeats. It's a description of some people's lives because they've given place to the devil. Occasionally, though, through luck, you miss the space and assume the issue to overcome. But next time around, it happens again. we got to deal and resist the devil and give him no place. You ready? The Holy Ghost is getting ready to bust this thing wide open right here. 
I, I, I want you to know, I don't know how many times I've seen it happen that people get, get out of sorts with others in the church, leave the church, end up and allow the devil to settle in their lives and their families. And the sad fact is that most often the devil attacks the children. He doesn't need to touch the parents. He has them just where he wants them with a chip on their shoulder. Ah, uh, you're not going to help me. But I'm going to tell you that anger is more than an emotion. It's a feeling is the means by which the devil can obtain a place or a foothold in your life. Forgiveness is a good character trait. And I leave you with the words of the master. He said, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever I don't understand Bishop why some people are blessed and some others aren't you want to know why your flesh is exposed. It's time to hide your flesh. I said it's time to hide your flesh. We're giving, but the financial blessing in there. We're eating right, exercising, but sickness is at the door. We're honest in business, but promotion passes us by. Jesus said, before you come to my presence and pray, give priority. Making sure your relationships are right. And then I'll bless you. Here it is. Come on. Just come on. If you're ready to hide your flesh this morning, I'm going to give you one more scripture. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled I want you to repeat this with me no opportunity no advantage no permission no place come on that's the message of the resistance this morning. I said that's the message of the resistance. I'm hiding my flesh in the spirit. I'm covered by the blood. And devil, there's no place. Sing it, Sister Saint.